Hello, you beautiful soul. My name is Heaven. I am a Reiki teacher, a spiritual coach, a light worker, and a truth seeker. A large part of my role is to bring awareness to all things spiritual, personal development, and the truths of this world. I am so happy to have you here. I am so excited for this week's podcast episode. The guest that we have today is like, we're so similar and you'll see that throughout the entire episode. It's so much fun to sit down and talk to someone who just comes from the same background as you. We actually come from the same area in the world. This beautiful soul just, she's so glowing. She does so much for her community. She honestly, I don't know how we have the same 24 hours in a day with how much she does because I'm constantly looking at her business and I'm blown away by it. So I'm really excited to be able to have her come onto the podcast and talk about all the things that make her passionate, light her up, her story, and to have her give you listeners some guidance as well. So let's get right into it. Okay, so we have this beautiful soul here. If you want to go ahead, take the floor, explain who you are, introduce yourself and what you do like in your day to day as a healer, because we're pretty similar, honestly. So I'd love to hear all of those beautiful things. Yeah, so I'm Shantad, but most people know me as Shanti. And I am I own a holistic spa and I'm a holistic healer, as well as I have this online beautiful online spiritual community where Mm -hmm. I started in the middle of a pandemic where people needed to be connected. Um, And kind of on a day to day basis, I kind of bring together spirituality and self-care into my spa and everyday life and I've always been my goal to kind of normalize spirituality and to bring people's awareness towards thinking about what you do every day to and you call it label it self-care you're doing it for yourself but in the end just be very mindful of all everything you do and make everything sacred and spiritual and beautiful so that is what I do. And I do think that we are very similar. Um, it was one of your family members, I think, that kind of connected us yep. because you had a spa. And then she was like, you would love what she does. So I followed you on social media. And I, was I like, love that's it. Amazing thought of everything that I love doing and there's another soul out there doing that it's amazing it's so true honestly <laughs> like our story how we got connected is so funny that's social media that's just like I love it so much yeah. and I wish if I was still to have my spa I probably would have went more of that route did you always intend for that to be your main goal when you started your spa business or did it start as something else like was that what you originally had in mind Um, when I started my business, it was Mm -hmm. my goal, but when I started my aesthetic journey, I was, I was always spiritual on Mm -hmm. my own in my personal life. But when I was an esthetician, I started, I was working in a hair salon and I was a nail tech and I just noticed everybody was coming in 
and leaving just as stressed as they were coming in and leaving. And mm. in my mind, when I became an esthetician, I was like, oh, everyone's gonna be so zen and relaxed when they leave. But everyone's just like rushing through life. Yeah. And I hated that. So that's why I wanted to open my own business and kind of mush everything together. <laughs> I love that. And it is so easy, I find, in that aspect or in that honestly, that field to want to bring in the mind, body, soul, spirit, all of the pieces, because it does matter. And you can tell when someone comes in super stressed out, wanting to do something to relax themselves, to add that piece on makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah, it definitely does. And I find it also, if people are curious about that part of life, about their spiritual side, they're a little less scared to tack it on to just like, let's say a facial, like I do that way they can ask questions and they're not having to dive into an energy healing session. They can just kind of like tiptoe to get their toes to it. Yes. How receptive was your clientele when you really started going like right into the spiritual aspect, adding it in? Like, do you still have services that aren't spiritual in nature for those clients? Or do you feel like it all pretty much blends in now? Um, it was a bit of a process, um, at, because I started off a little bit spiritual and then to build clientele, I had to do everything else. So for a little while, there was like a split between the type mm. of clients that I had. And then when I, I found it, it was kind of my own, I had to do it. I had to just dive into the spiritual part and just kind of open myself be like, this is what I do. And this is all I want to do. <laughs> and once yeah. I did that. Then my clients, even my clients who were maybe kind of hesitant to try it, they became excited about it because they felt my excitement as well. I love that. It was definitely a mirror of your own spiritual journey and just like being fully in it, fully embodied in it, because they can feel that when you're like, oh, hesitant or not fully in it. People feel that. So I think that's so interesting. I see that all the time, even in my own work when I'm not embodied in it or feeling a hundred percent like there it it mirrors and it kind of is that like ripple effect that goes outwards so I think that's so interesting yeah did you find that with your Reiki practice like when you first started doing Reiki did you feel yourself be hesitant or did you find it was kind of easy to dive in I was hesitant because I'm I'm the exact same like when I started my spa business strictly, I was not going into it with bringing in spirituality or anything like that. Um, that came later on. And so when I got my Reiki trainings, I, of course, like once you learn these things, you see how much it betters you, you want it to better everyone else too. And I slowly started talking about it and everyone was like, especially my clientele, they were like, what is Reiki? What is this thing? And then I was even nervous to talk about it and like explain it to them. I really did better in just saying like in a facial, let me show you, like, let's just add some on and see what you feel. And that's where the magic happened. And I was able to start blending the two before I closed it down. So I Mm -hmm. totally can see how that middle space happens (laughs) yeah definitely that's so cool I love that so you also did it in your facials yeah I did I did I don't think I even recognized that I was doing it at first until people were Mm. saying there's just something else with your facials that I feel so relaxed it's your energy and I'm like what are you talking about and then I realized (laughs) once you're embodied in Reiki you don't just like 
shut it off. People feel that when you go out in public or you're communicating with others, it radiates out of you. So that was happening. And when I actually became aware of that, I was like, oh, dang, this is so powerful. This is so interesting. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. I've never thought of it that way, but it makes, Mm -hmm. because even my services like reflexology, I don't necessarily consciously do Reiki during it, but all my clients always say like, there's like a psychic aspect to this. Like, what is that? What is that feeling? (laughs) It's It's just what it is it's a holistic part you think about everything yes exactly it's that extra energy coming in to support them through their healing and that is outside of us and I feel like we can control as much as we can because there is free will but then you know it does just become so deeply embodied especially you know you're further along your Reiki journey too so once you get past a certain point it's just everything that you do is involved with Reiki. Like it just happens so organically. So of course they're like, what is this? Like, I feel so good around you. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Um, Did you find that actually like makes me think of a question Mm -hmm. when I first started doing Reiki or feeling energy, there was such a stark like difference between like, oh, this is the energy of this where now I constantly feel energy that I don't have that like, extra spark but I have yeah. it yeah. but you just like it's so constant all the time absolutely to- that is like I actually had that conversation with my best friend and my sister and just saying like of course we're super intuitive but it kind of not dulls in like a bad way you just get so mm-hmm. used to that energy that it's not like a spark anymore it's not so big that you recognize it right away it's just always happening I totally understand what you're saying and I I have that as well that's cool that's interesting I was thinking about it today I do think also it's like a lot of spiritual people become a little bit um for lack of a better word obsessed with the next level because Mm -hmm. you that when you first discover spirituality or reiki or energy it's like that's initial feeling that you feel like a crystal and you're like oh that's amazing you're like chasing that high Mm -hmm, (laughs) and at one point you're like okay this I can't just keep going (laughs) into the ether I have to do some grounding at some point (laughs) it is so easy I find and I recognize it even in myself you are always wanting that higher learning and when it doesn't feel as dramatic as when you first started your journey, you think there's something wrong with you. Um, I've noticed personally that it starts to present in different ways for me. Whenever I ask for that, almost that like rebirth of something new, it's showing up more in life's circumstances or events or lessons in that sense. It's very different than when you're first becoming aware of this like higher learning higher power and it feels so big at the time (laughs) it's so true it just reminded me of when you were explaining it like a new relationship right you you get that like little puppy love but once you're past that you appreciate the person or that feeling more later on but it's less of. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's like the best way. It's that honeymoon phase when you're first dating yeah. someone and then you just not in a bad way become used to it. It's just a part of you and yeah. that is beautiful in itself, the embodiment part. 
I mean, there's so many avenues to learn too in spirituality, which kind of makes it exciting. But that initial like spiritual awakening is so big. Actually, I want to ask you, what did that look like for you? I love asking people like your spiritual journey, what it looked like. Um, I think, well, I'm not, I think I know it started in high school. Um, I had a teacher, she was a music teacher and she was a Reiki master as well. And she just picked a few students that she wanted to teach Reiki. And Mm. I was one of them. I had no idea what it was back then or why I was chosen for anything. And as soon as I went into the class and we did it, we, it was a few days, I believe. And I was like, obsessed after that I just and I remember her telling us now that you have this your life might change now you might Mm -hmm. you know shed some people or things and beliefs and did I ever and in high school that's like the end of your world (laughs) (laughs) it was definitely a good thing um and then I just like after that I just wanted to keep learning and I never thought of it as a career um I just always just wanted to keep learning about spirituality I became Mm -hmm. Um, infatuated with like learning about different religions and what where I would fit in and I never found I fit into anything which is why spiritual was like the perfect Mm. kind of description for me but I think I got a second awakening like that was my general awakening (laughs) the other one was probably a more impactful or life-changing later Mm. on in life where I think people call it the dark night of the soul (laughs) I was going that to was say. probably it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, it was like a I think I was 25, 26, I'm 31 now. So it's like mm-hmm. um that one was a bit more I had uh, it brought me out of like the dark, you know, it kind of showed me, okay, this is what hard times look like and this is what good love happy things look like and mm-hmm. that that one was the one that catapulted into my career and everything else. Amazing. I love that. I feel like I'm experiencing that because I'm 25. I'm Mm. experiencing that completely right now, like this full breaking down of what I know as beliefs already being a spiritual being completely breaking them down and we're going in brand new and it's just (laughs) so big. And it's important to emphasize that we go through so many different awakenings. It's not just one and we stay there like we keep evolving there's more to come and that could be it could seem really big but I find it exciting because you get to meet this new version of yourself every single time and you're like hello I've been waiting for you for so long (laughs) and here you are and so I find that's interesting that you mentioned the two of them because people don't talk about that they also don't talk about the dark night of the soul and like the shadow side of that, because that's really hard, actually. It is. And I think people forget that that's like, it's a hard one and it's a shadow side, but it's also a very beautiful thing to do mm-hmm. because you, there is no way you'll ever grow. There's so many things that you, we spend all our lives kind of looking at outside sources and looking at advice from other people but when you're like really forced to look in at yourself and look at your limiting beliefs and everything around that um what comes out of that is amazing it's beautiful so I'm not that I highly recommend but I recommend people really look at like go inwards and find out why you're thinking in certain ways or why you're having certain challenges yeah but there's always something that we are reacting to that is important to look at. 
Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest things I do in my work. It's let's bring awareness to the parts that we don't know about our shadow self and love them regardless, because they're still there for a reason. They're still a part of us. We don't have to shun it or put it into the closet and never look at it. It's so beautiful when you can bring that forward and recognize like how that helps you in your journey and others. Because when we can recognize our own shadows, it encourages others to look at theirs and that is such a beautiful place. That's probably a huge reason why too, your community does so well because you're so open about that part of you. That's yeah. like beautiful. That's good. Yeah. And I, it's actually funny we're talking about it now because I'm sure you know, but the, at the end of April, we're coming into some new energy. So a lot of people will be shedding some, not negative, some unserving. Yes. <laughs> energy or people or any thoughts that you have that doesn't serve you we will be shedding it so it's normal if anyone listening to this is relating to shadow work or going through a dark night of the soul there might be a lot of people going through it right now because we're supposed to be rebuilding everything absolutely absolutely and I think what better timing than now like (laughs) let's do it for the spring when it eventually arrives because we're both still experiencing (laughs) snow so whenever that finally arrives we want to have shed such our like old shell our old self say goodbye and come into a new because that is like the energy that I feel like, especially after the last two years, two plus yeah. years, we're really needing to come into ourselves even more, giving ourselves more power. And I love to hear that you have this community even because that has helped people so much. That is like one of the biggest roles I see people, especially light workers and star seeds and all the things stepping up mm-hmm. into is how can we come together to heal this freaking planet and that means us doing our own individual work and shedding <laughs> so true it's yeah it's so funny we all think of try to think of like a grand scheme thing that we need to do but really so simple we all just need to help the your neighbor and help yourself and yes that'll have a ripple effect and even just the community that I have and that you have as well just how many people I'm sure you get messages of like how this little workshop that you did or this, Mm -hmm. you know, a few words that you said, you didn't even realize you're saying, and it's completely can't change somebody's life. It's so fun to see. Yes, absolutely. And it's even better when it's a few months later and they come back and they're like, you know, when you said that and you're like, (laughs) honestly, I don't, but I'm so happy that you've taken that on your journey with you because that is the whole point of us putting ourselves out there. And that's why I recommend for everyone to use that throat chakra, express your authentic truth, because it actually does help people come into their power so much more. It's scary at first, but then you just get, it's like that first experience with energy work. And you're like, wow, this is so big and intense and scary. And then after a while, you're like, oh, this is just so me and so my truth and so normal. It's so true. (laughs) I always say I'm um, divine channeling if I don't I, I laugh that you forget what you say you if you for, if I forgot what I told you I mean in one of your healings I'm like well that was clearly only meant for you because yes. I press move on so it's good that you pe- people learn to just say things sometimes it's not really you yes. not, not, not you saying it but it's not meant for you to say but it's for them to hear exactly and oh, I feel that so deeply I 
usually after like any energetic session where we're healing or cards or anything, I feel like I black out for a moment or my consciousness is just not the same. And then afterwards I'm like, Ooh, good thing that's recorded because I have no idea what I even mentioned in that entire yeah. session. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. I should start getting my clients to record their in-person sessions because yes. that's when I just had one, an energy healing today where a message came through and I told myself I would tell her at the end. And at the end, I was like, well, that came and went. <laughs> Hopefully it comes back eventually. <laughs> That happens all the time. I'm glad that I do it all online so I can write it down really fast. Yeah. And that way I cannot forget because especially with Reiki, I find it could be like one after the other, after the other messages for the people. And you're just like, okay, I need to get this out quickly, but also I need to be very present in this session. So yeah, it's true. It's a balance. Yeah. What do your healing sessions look like? I'm always so curious to ask other practitioners what their sessions look like. Yeah. Um, I've now kind of evolved into, I do primarily Reiki Mm -hmm. and then that is always my first portion of the session. And I find that allows me to kind of, uh, assess everything. I do. I send healing energies throughout the person's body, whether it's in person or in dist at the, at a distance, And then I like to incorporate crystal healing Mm -hmm. into that. So whatever, wherever they need focus on and on their body, I'll put on some crystals. And then I usually do a shamanic journey at the end or a guided meditation. Mm -hmm. So I learned shamanic journeying almost two years ago now. And I've been really liking it, it for energy healing because I find a lot of people come for energy healing, but then don't go home and do the work or they don't know how to or where to start. So ending with like a journey allows them to kind of cap off everything that we just worked on. And they get to come up with their own conclusions and do learn how to do the work themselves also at home. That is so beautiful. I've never talked about those types of journeys. Do you want to explain what that even is? Because that is a beautiful (laughs) session. I feel like they would take so much from that. Yeah. um, I'll I, what I explained the other day with a client was that just the difference between a guided meditation and a shamanic journey, when you're doing a meditation or a guided meditation, you are meant to let your mind wander. Mm. So if you're just letting the person talk, you let the person guide you through something. Um, if you're just meditating, you're allowing thoughts to come in and letting them go where a shamanic journey, I guide you and you interact with me during it. So you still enter that kind of trance state where that meditation will get you but we usually have a goal in mind so if you're healing like your inner child and if something specific happened in your life that you need healed so we'll our goal will be that we'll go into a sacred space which is in your mind somewhere you're safe and sometimes people come through for you or things for me it's always like an animal and then you're meant to converse with the animal know what they want you to know and then I just kind of, my job is to help you walk through all of that and navigate it, but people are able to do it at home as well. It's just that you're more interactive. So if you find yourself meditating and you're interacting with the things in your meditation, you're most likely shamanic journeying versus meditating. Wow, that is so (laughs) intriguing. I had no idea. I think I've done a shamanic journey once 
And it was so eye-opening. And now that you're kind of explaining the difference between the two, I can totally see how it was very interactive throughout the entire yeah. thing. Wow, that is so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there are a lot of and they're very very healing when you're you really tap into your subconscious and it's an amazing what comes up you sometimes you have an idea of what will come up and it's something completely different and you're like all right I guess this is what we're doing now I, <laughs> it's love fun. It. I feel like that really shows the client to their power and their connection to their own higher self to source their higher energy that they believe in and that is super empowering because they're going through their own unique journey and it's all their own subconscious. It's not anything else, which I think is beautiful. So true. It definitely is validating. And it's not yeah. just me or you telling them how they're feeling, you know? Yep, exactly. Oh, I love that. I'm going to definitely look more into that. Yeah. So you took a whole course on that then. Yeah, I, with um, Sandra Ingerman, she she's written a few books too on uh, shamanic journey. If ever you want to look into it, mm -hmm. um, she's amazing. She's really good at explaining it, and she's really good at bringing people into the journeys. And mm -hmm. she loves. She's very nature based, which is why I was appealed to her. There are other types of shamans that can help you with it. Um, I know a friend of mine. She took one that was called the Shaman, and in the city where it was more urban. Of, of a where I like to the more like classic earth-based shamanism right. so there's different ways for different people I really like that that I mm -hmm. think you would call in the right people depending on what you're offering too which is nice um that's yeah. really cool I love hearing about see the different fields and spaces mm -hmm. that you can go there's so many and Honestly, that helps me with like my busy mind, always wanting to learn something new. I'm like, oh, I need to look into that. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm the same way. I think there has to be something with like spirituality and people wanting to learn because yeah. I just bought like four books on the weekend on different kinds of modalities. And but it's so fun and they all they're all the same in the end, you know, they yeah. all tie in together. But it's fun to just see how you can play all different ways. It's so true because it all does come back down to your own journey going inwards and empowering yourself that way. Mm -hmm. But there's so many ways to do that. And I feel like for a long time, I thought my only way was through Reiki. And once you get to that point, you're like, no, there's so many other modalities that I can add into this for my own healing, because I think it's important we start with ourselves first. Mm -hmm. And once you open up to that, it's just like, wow, it's endless. It is endless. It really is. And it I think Reiki is a perfect, you can tack on Reiki to anything. So yeah. it's the perfect first thing to learn mm -hmm. and then kind of just branch out after that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I see a lot of people starting with it actually, where they're just so new into spirituality and they say, Reiki's been calling me. And I'm like, of course it is because <laughs> it's universal. It makes sense. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've so, been liking teaching Reiki. Oh my gosh. Teaching Reiki. I can actually see myself. I had this realization this morning, actually completely removing, doing just one-to-one -one sessions and really just working on teaching because that's where I'm feeling really called. And it feels, 
I know something's meant for me when I feel a little bit nervous about making the Mm -hmm. change because I'm like, wow. So I'm just going to teach it. I'm not going to offer as a service right now. And I'm feeling really called to do that because teaching is just such a beautiful experience in itself is an initiation of like watching all these souls come into their, it's like a remembering coming back into their power Mm -hmm. again, because they think they're so disconnected from their intuition or that they can't do anything like this. And then watching them do it all on their own through just me guiding is such a gift. Honestly, it has humbled me in so many ways as well Uh in my own healing journey. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. So teaching has been an absolute, honestly, it's a part of my calling. I can feel it so deeply in myself. So thank you for asking me that. I Mm. love teaching Reiki. It's I've already taught eight classes since. Wow. So that's been so fun. Um, and it's fun right now. I'm only teaching level one and level two, and there's such a difference in the two classes because your level one is your own journey. And then your level two is your practitioner level where you're starting to work on other people. And it's so they're so different, but each student still comes back home to themselves in a brand new way through that up leveling into their level two, that it's just, oh my God, I like lights me up so much. I love it. I was just going to say that you can tell, even when I look at your social media, if you're talking about teaching you can tell that just like meant to be for you, it's so beautiful. And it looks like that's what your calling is. I love it. Thank you. Do you want to go that route of teaching? (laughs) I don't think so. I, so I, I did some mentoring Mm -hmm. and I like mentoring. Mm -hmm. I, and I've done even just teaching in general aesthetics. I used to teach aesthetics Ah. and I love doing so much. I got in my own way of teaching. Like I couldn't really properly teach anyone because I would try and do everything. So I think I'm meant to just send them to you instead. We're the complete opposite where I'm like, I just want to teach and guide. And you're like, I love doing it. Honestly, there is that part of me that misses aesthetics so badly because of that aspect of it. There's just something so satisfying and validating. And like, it's just, I love aesthetics so deeply still. Um, So I love when other estheticians talk about incorporating such a spiritual aspect Mm -hmm. to it, because I'm just like, oh my God, that is the coolest thing ever. I love it. And I can totally understand why the doing is so important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like, I just love doing energy healings and yeah, but I had a lot of clients ask if I would teach them and it's just hasn't then sparked joy in me when I, so know where to send them. (laughs) That is, that is something that I am learning is the most important thing ever is you need to wake up and feel that spark, especially as an entrepreneur, because you'll just burn out. It'll be exhausting. You're going to hate your life. And I think that a lot of people forget that through the journey because it's not an easy one. I mean, you would know that it's the most confronting thing ever. There needs to be that spark and that joy. And if there isn't, that's when you know it's time to switch it up. And that's how I was kind of feeling about sessions. I was like, I love it when I'm in it, but you know that feeling when you're coming up to something where you're like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And eh." that's where I was like, Nope, there needs to be a switch immediately. That's how, you know, your body is talking to you. If it's just like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true. And then you get rewarded by the universe by going the way you need to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. How 
do you balance all of your different tasks? Because you have a lot when I think about it. I'm like, I don't know if I could have had a community, a spiritual practice, all of that, as well as being a spa owner, because that's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> and I am still um, am learning to balance all of that. And um, some days, because I love doing so much, I love doing the services so much, I overbook myself. So mm-hmm. I've been trying so hard to strictly book myself from like, right now, I am only working Tuesdays to Fridays, and then I'm going to shorten it from Wednesday to Fridays where I do physical clients and then like have one day for online stuff. And then the other day where I call it like my CEO day where I just do whatever else, but I'm learning to also delegate. Um, I'm like now have people doing my emails and Mm. I have to slowly just let go of control is my big lesson this lately (laughs) it's not an easy one especially that is why I see people like us being business owners because we like that control we like to see all sides of business so to actually Mm -hmm. hand off a task to someone is really difficult so I'm proud of you that's not easy at all thank you (laughs) I'm working on it and it's like your baby right you work so hard and I just want everything to go nicely but I also have to get out of my own way. I just had a coaching session with um, one of my business coaches and she was like, you can't be the CEO and be the worker bee at the bottom. Like something has to happen eventually. Yes. And then your <laughs> that's embodiment as a whole is like, okay, is this where I actually need to put my energy or can it be passed off to someone else? And yeah. those tasks that don't fully light you up, that's when it's like, okay, emails, they can be so great, but also they take a lot of time and doesn't necessarily need to be coming from you. If it's just a generic question or someone booking something in, that's where it's like, okay, I can hand this off to someone else. Easier said than done when it's your business. (laughs) But it's, I, I felt that ease when um, one of my clients, she's a virtual admin and she was like, I love doing that stuff. I'm like, oh, there's people out there who like it. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) You love it you can have it. <laughs> it's yours. Here we go. It's all yeah. onto your plate. And then you get to show up in more ways. I saw that you're doing this whole protecting your energy series or like, is that a whole yeah. program course? What is that? Because that is interesting. It is a course. So I guess I should say, I don't want to teach. I just want to teach in different ways, but it is a course. Um, that people can sign up for. It's an eight week course. And every week, uh, I've partnered up with Jen uh, Durchuk and she is a also a shamanic healer and she, we just kind of collaborated our knowledges of the years of feeling like we dove into spirituality but had no idea about protecting our energy mm-hmm. so we just kind of gave our energy away to everybody <laughs> freely and then now you're fast forward to now um, we realize that they're a lot of steps that we could have taken to ease our way into spirituality. So we wanted to provide that for people. Um, And it's been so fun to, it's the first time that I've worked with somebody else for something like this. And 
both of us are surprised at how much we know of stuff. You know, you, we, you accumulate all this knowledge. And then when we start, we're like, we don't know what we're going to talk about this module. And then we start talking and it just goes into this. We're like, oh, that, that was actually six modules. Never mind. <laughs> it was so fun. I feel that we do not give ourselves credit for all of our own experience and all of our readings and learnings until you're actually talking about the subject and then you're like oh my gosh yeah yeah it's, you know so much yeah it's so cool and you just kind of store it somewhere until you need it again and then it exactly. comes out that is a really I think important course for so many people who do not know how to protect themselves if you had yeah. like one big tip to give people what would it be who are just starting their journey about protecting their energy because there's a lot of people who listen that are new. Um, oh, just one. <laughs> My, <laughs> like, there are so many. I made a whole course on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I'll tell you the first one that was ever given to me by my mm. Reiki teacher, and it was the energetic bubble. And mm. I eventually learned that I had to break that bubble because I held on to it too tight. But to start, it's really good. I was just told to close my eyes and visualize this bubble. You can pick whatever color that comforts you. Um, if you've ever watched the Wizard of Oz, like that little orb around the mm, yep. that witch that flies down, it's like a big pink orb. It kind of looks like that. And you just put yourself in that energetic bubble whenever you're in a situation where you feel like your energy may be taken away from you. Mm. Or also whenever you finish in like any spiritual work, kind of close your eyes and reset that shield, that bubble around you to just kind of tell the energy okay I'm done now this is what I am setting this is how far you can come to me so if I'm in a super social situation I have a giant bubble and I like I'm like everyone stay away <laughs> but then when I'm with a client and I'm closer tight-knit my bubble shrinks a little bit <laughs> that is so interesting and I feel like regardless of if you're a more visual person or a feeler <laughs> you can really sense that bubble and that doesn't take long at all. It's actually mm -hmm. super simple because my Reiki, one of my Reiki teachers taught me that too. It's so simple to do when you're going, yeah. especially out to like supermarket or a, a mall where you know, there is going to be a lot of energy. That mm -hmm. is such a simple practice to just be able to protect all of your beautiful energy. Cause you feel it. If you're oh, tapped sure. in, you feel it. Yeah, definitely. And everyone's been around that like one person that sucks the energy out of you. So to mm -hmm. know that you can protect yourself against that energy and still put yourself in that situation is a really nice feeling. Absolutely. And energetically, like just being able to have the options because of course yeah. there's all the other things, but I think that's a really important one. And it also, I find helps with illness, especially if you are around a lot of people who are just not aware of, you know, all of their things that they're going through, you take that on and then you're all of a sudden feeling sick all of the time, not feeling well. It's just a nice practice to have, but I guess that makes sense because you created yeah. a whole course on how to do that. So if there's anyone listening who feels like this is calling out to you, check it yeah. out because I'm sure that it'll be, it'll be the thing for you. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's very nice. It's, uh, it was never, it was like, a, actually you might 
noticed that there's more and more people becoming spiritual lately. Mm -hmm. And I find with everything, when I became spiritual, I had to read a book to learn about things where now there's so much information out there that it's hard to kind of pick pick at everything. So it's it's fun to pick your people that you like to follow or learn from Mm -hmm. and kind of hone in on what they're doing and then make it your own. Yes, yes, yes. It's actually extremely overwhelming now when you first come into anything, even within different fields of the spiritual community, because it's so flooded in a way where you're just like, who can I trust? Like what information is true? You'll feel Mm -hmm. it in your body all of the time. Um, And that's why I even say when people are picking Reiki teachers to learn from multiple, because if you're feeling called to more than one, that's okay. I have more than one teacher myself. And We, as long as we're fully living in our truth, authenticity, we don't take that as an insult. We want, we learn from so many different people, but it's definitely something that you'll feel in your body. If someone is aligned to you, I totally agree with that. That is so true. Mm Yeah. So good people to listen to their intuition. I do you know how many times I say that in my group. I'm like, it's been like a goal of mine to get, pick up clips of every time I'm like, just listen to your intuition. (laughs) I know I say that all of the time too. I'm always talking about intuition, all of this. I actually want to ask you when you're feeling like really down in the dumps, how do you reconnect with your higher self or your intuition and that side of you? Because that can feel really hard when you're not feeling well. Yes. Um, baths, uh, water is always a big thing for me and I make a whole ritual out of it. Yeah. Um, especially a bath. I'll take like a a two hour bath and have my crystals and incense and everything around me. Um, and then I like to do like a good spell. Mm. I just sit down and like, it forces me to be mindful and in the moment. So whatever it is that I'm feeling down in the dumps for, um, And I'm sure like sometimes people think of spells as like this weird, creepy thing, but it's really just like something to make you think of what, how you're feeling. So if I'm feeling sad about my self-esteem, I do like a self-esteem boost and use herbs and crystals and make little like a tincture with oil that will smell good and make me feel good about myself and just really like own how I'm feeling and then move on to like the next feeling on the, <laughs> on the vibrational scale. I love that. Honestly, just like to me, that connects to your inner child too. And like doing <laughs> these fun little rituals for yourself. I noticed yeah. that when I want to do like a new moon or a full moon, I just grab herbs from the kitchen and I'm like, <laughs> Hey, what do we want to make? What do we want to do? And it's so much fun. Yeah. And it does bring you back into that present moment which I feel like when we're feeling down we want to immediately go to things that will distract us we don't want to be present let's mindlessly scroll or binge watch Netflix which of course like we all do I don't like to pretend that I don't watch Netflix (laughs) there's so many other options available where you can just be in the moment and feeling what you have to feel and have fun with it too even if you're feeling like crap yeah and it's good to like if your body's telling you to sit and watch TV, then sit and watch TV. If your body's like, I'm not liking me right now, do something else, (laughs) then do something else. It's so important to just listen. Yes. Yes. Because for a long time, um, I didn't think I could watch TV or I wasn't 
supposed to because Mm -hmm. this is something I heard of in the spiritual community and whenever I realized like no you can watch Netflix if you're feeling called (laughs) to watch Netflix it was just about giving myself the permission and I was like oh it's that easy life can be that easy it's just about (laughs) asking what I want to do in the moment yeah so I think that's important because we often hear of like don't do those things no we're still living Mm -hmm. a human experience and if that's what you want to do go do it that's actually a big conversation I've been having with everybody lately because I think everyone has this idea of what around food or material possessions and whatnot about if you're spiritual, you can't get attached to things or you need to only eat salad. <laughs> then I'm like, but there's a reason why you're sent on earth to have this human experience. It's mm-hmm. you're supposed to experience all of the feelings and all of the things and so the whole point is to just not overindulge. Yes, I fully agree with that, especially the food part of it. I definitely think there is a time and space to have that cake because why would it be here? And if it makes you feel good in the moment, cake could be something that's something we use to celebrate. So there you go. Like it doesn't have to be a life where you're constantly disciplined I think there can be moments of just enjoying your moment wherever you are if it makes you feel good like some people feel really good having that strict diet go for it yeah it's nice to have these things in life and that's a huge thing what you mentioned with like materials in the spiritual community everyone is like have nothing you're not allowed to have anything and you can't enjoy having like nice things you just have to like get rid of it all Yeah. Not realistic. I'm like, but Brock's, they're so cool. (laughs) I know. It might change as you like evolve in your spiritual journey and what you want to have as material items around you. But I think it's still important to feel good in your space. And some people that might be having nothing, and some people it might feel cozier to have all these comforting things and no one's to tell you what is right from wrong. That's a huge thing that. I had to learn the hard way because I thought, again, I was looking outside of myself for the answers. And whenever I just asked myself what I want, it's so simple. It's just, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, this is what I want it to be. Okay, that's great. (laughs) Yep. I think in the the end, it's just important to know why you want that thing. You know, do you want it because somebody else told you to, or is it because you genuinely want it? If so, get it. It's about what brings you joy and knowing too that that could change in a week as we go through life. Like, Life is not meant to be the same or constant. It's meant to change. So welcome it in. And that'll feel so much better. I feel like we create so much friction when we just try so hard to be these things that we're not. It feels so good when you can just show up and be yourself and do what you want to do and have the things that you want. (laughs) Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's very freeing feeling. (laughs) So freeing. Um, Yeah. I had a question and then it kind of disappeared. So I'm hoping that it comes back. I feel like it was like what we were talking about in the Reiki sessions where it like drops into your mind. And I was like, that's such, yeah. a, good, <laughs> such a good question. And now it's, it's gone. Don't know where it went. Um, oh yes. It had to do with building your community in the middle of like, did you start that in the middle of the pandemic or was that something that was like a catalyst for you to want to create this environment for other people to come together? Um, it, it was created in the middle of the pandemic because I wanted to connect with people. Mm -hmm. Um, I kept getting this like strong message of connection and I was like, how we're all supposed to stay at home. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly. I, I can't even remember how it even 
came to be, to be honest. It just really was a little bit natural. And I just wanted to host, I didn't know if I wanted to do meditation nights or if I wanted to do Mm. just kind of something online. Um, So I just sort of dabbled every week, pick different topics and people seem to love that. And that's kind of, now I do monthly topics. So this month we're talking about crystals. Next month we'll be learning to be in flow with the universe. So I do top monthly topics and then we just kind of break everything down. So it was with the intention of connecting people considering nobody could come together at the at that time but now since it's still around I kept the community even though we can be together now because there's people from all over it didn't really matter what town or anything you can still connect in that sense yeah. so it's a lot of fun that sounds like so much fun I've noticed so many people through that time doing things that like you mentioned felt easy like it kind of just made sense to want to do that and look what's come from it like I feel like that's like sprung forward your business in a brand new way and is helping so many people yeah it definitely has and it was also I remember in the my mind I was like oh I can talk about super spiritual stuff there since I didn't Mm. feel comfortable doing on social media yet but then it just like you said it just made me talk about I was like well I guess I'm the weird witch lady in town now (laughs) but I'm sure that so many people come to you and say like I love your energy like a lot of people are intrigued when they don't know. And I know, like, I know the town you're talking about because my dad lives there and it's very small. And yeah. I can only imagine, I mean, if it helps, my dad is there and he is just like us. So that's at least one <laughs> other person who is wiki. <laughs> it was actually so surprising the amount of spiritual people that were in this town that I had no idea about. It really just opened the door of just kind of of everyone just started talking and coming to me and you know they were excited to have a place to go to so I was super interested and I did not expect it to go that way so I didn't I didn't turn out to be shunned (laughs) which is good I love it so much and I think that's what it is with a lot of people is they just don't know where to go and Mm -hmm. social media definitely helps with that but to even have like that small town for people to go to is so important and shows you what comes when you step forward in a new way mm-hmm. even if it's terrifying <laughs> you're like oh my god people are gonna think I'm crazy but look what came from it that's so yeah. beautiful yeah it's really fun yeah. I love it I love that mm-hmm. okay well I will let you plug in where people can find you online even if you want to put your in-person yeah. business whatever you want to share feel free for others all of those listening where they can find you Yes, well, you can find me on Instagram, which is Shanti Holistic Healing. And if you would like to see my in-person business or my website, it is Shanti Aesthetic and Wellness. And reach out to me any which way you want through there. I love it. I'll also have you tagged in the description. So that'll be super easy for people. Thank you for coming on and just having this really fun conversation because we're so alike in so many ways. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate your time and your energy. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. I always love spaces where we could just freely talk about geek out spirituality. Oh yeah. All the listeners love it too. So you're in the perfect Perfect. place for it. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. You're welcome.
Oh, I loved that so much. Thank you to everyone for listening to this week's episode. Next week, we're going to talk about some really fun stuff. So stay tuned. I'm really excited for that as I am with all of the episodes. So stay tuned for that. I love you all so much. Bye guys.